0: Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art, make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today's episode is perfect for those of you who are curious about living a digital nomad lifestyle, meaning you're location independent, traveling around the world and working from just your laptop. With us today is TJ Lee, aka Cup of TJ. TJ is a digital nomad and solo female traveler living out of her carry-on suitcase since 2016. In the past 2 years, she's freelanced from 32 countries around the world and grown a travel YouTube channel from zero to 80,000 subscribers. She's super cute and bubbly, and this episode is especially fun. And if you guys are just curious about being a better YouTuber or vlogger, this episode will have a lot of great tips for you.
1: Hi, TJ. How are you? Hi, Leen. I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited too because I want to learn all about you, your life, your process. So I guess we can start with your story. Can you talk about what your life looked like before you jumped into this digital nomad lifestyle?
1: Oh, my life before. All right. Let me... Let me go back two and a half years ago. Okay, <laughs> um, I mean, I I guess it's pretty normal. I was working at a tech company in San Francisco, right? That's pretty, you know, pretty normal. I was working at Mozilla, so they do the browser Firefox, and I know some people will probably be like, do they still use that? They do. People yeah. do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, I was working there as a community manager, and on the side, I was trying to start. Like a consulting business with two
0: of my friends. So that was kind
1: of my life back then.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then what happened that inspired you to quit that job and do what you're doing now?
1: Yeah. So I went on my first ever like big solo trip after I graduated college and I traveled around Eastern Europe. Um, during that trip, like looking back now, I'm like, dang, you know, I was just like this silly little inexperienced girl. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. But um, that trip. Were you by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I did like a solo trip. Uh, just like, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. But you know, <laughs> probably should have been safer. But like during that trip, when I came back, because right after I came back from that trip, I started that Monday, at my job at Mozilla. And but then I knew one day I wanted to like travel again for extensive period of time, not just for two weeks or one month. I wanted to travel for a long time. Um, so that was always with me. Even when I started working full time, I didn't think it would happen so fast. I thought maybe it would take a couple of years, but, um, kind of just like pulled the trigger two years into my full time job. And I guess there was a lot of reasons for, or there's a lot of like triggers for it happening. There's, I guess, two things. Uh, number one, I had this terrible day at work where I was just, this, someone said something to me, right? A co said something to me and it kind of just threw me into this big fit. Mm -hmm. And I just like ran into the bathroom and started crying. And I think, (laughs) no, it wasn't even anything. It was just something a little bit critical about like work stuff. I wasn't necessarily crying about what the person said. I think I was just crying because I was clearly stressed. I clearly was over it. And I just, I was like, I'm not having this, you know? And Actually, like the, the, I, I, a lot of my f- like lady friends tell me they've had many days of uh, crying in the bathroom at work, which sucks. I hope people don't go through that. But um, yeah. that was a big moment for me where I decided something mm-hmm. really needed to change. Uh, and then the second factor that kind of kept me traveling for so long was my best friend actually passed away when he was actually missing for a year. And then they found him later. Yeah. But then um, he had passed away and... You know, when someone so close to you is not there anymore, it, it's a huge hit. It's, it's a huge realization. Yeah. Like, life is so short. It's so short. So if you don't do what you want to do now, when, when are you going to do it? You know?
0: <laughs> those, those two things. Wow. So those two things were happening. I mean, one sounded like it was a trigger moment. The other right. one sounded like it was in the back of your mind because you're going through this hard time. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it all kind of just built up to this moment where I decided, all right, I got to do it now.
0: <laughs> wow. So after you had that realization, what were the first steps that you took to, to mm-hmm. transition into this new life? Yeah. So the,
1: <laughs> I had saved a lot, a lot of money ever since like starting college. I had a kind of a rainy day fund. So I was like very big on personal finance. And then then I started saving about like 20% of every paycheck. And my my finance is automated, which basically means the moment a paycheck goes into my bank account, like 20% goes towards bills and then like 5% goes towards retirement, that kind of thing. And if anyone's listening and they want to get into that, um, the book I recommend is I Want to Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit. Mm, He goes into that whole process. I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's, it's... it's fantastic. So I did that. So the first thing that came to my mind was finances. I was like I got to save up for this trip. There's no way, you know, <laughs> there's no way I can just do it now. So yeah. a lot of saving up. Um, yeah. Lots of research into like where I was going, what I want to do. And most importantly, like how I was going to make money because I can't do, I can't work my corporate job abroad. So yeah, so it was like, how can I make money? And during yeah. this whole time, like. Photography was my hobby. so in in my mind I'm thinking okay, I can become a freelance photographer or maybe I can do freelance social media or something. So I clearly knew I had I had some kind of skills that I could do and then everything and then I guess the biggest part was just quitting and selling all my things. What, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> yeah I so I <laughs> so I had this huge closet sale in my in my at my place. Mm-hmm. It was so sad because i was selling you know like nice dresses for for like 70 percent off and all my shoes had to go because the only thing i was going to bring abroad to this trip was just a carry-on suitcase i was mm-hmm. like everything else has to go wow. so i had this huge closet sale and then everything that didn't get sold um, they're either donated or they were just like they had to be thrown away but most of it was donated
0: yeah. And is that something you would recommend for other people to do? Cause it sounds like it's life changing in itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before I did this, like whole cleaning out, I did the Marie Kondo cleaning cleansing, which is, which I actually watched your video on it. Um, but yeah, I read the book and I was like, I gotta search how to fold. And so I went to your channel and watched oh. the video. <laughs> but yeah. I recommend doing that first. Cause that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, leads you into the process of throwing things away. So like, at this point, when I want to throw everything that I own, it was easy because I already threw out like maybe 20 trash bags of stuff before. <laughs>
0: wow. No, that's amazing. Yeah. It's so crazy to hear that. Yeah, good for you. So at this point, like you quit your job, mm-hmm. sold all your things. Did you start planning your next trip or like mm-hmm. what did you do after that? So all of
1: this was there's this program called Remote Year. I don't know, Have you heard of that? No. It's basically this program for like professionals, and it's one year and you travel to one country. So basically you travel to 12 countries one month in each. And then the program basically arranges things for you, but then you do have to pay. So that was kind of how I started out. But then I mm-hmm. left the program after, uh, like I left like maybe four months in and mm-hmm. I just started traveling alone by myself. Uh, but that program kind of got my feet wet. And I know a lot of people might be wondering, oh, should I do it? And it's totally up to you, but I will say, the money you put into that kind of pr- those kind of programs, you could put into traveling longer. <laughs> like you can do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that program basically arranges like when you drop into a country, for example, Bolivia, they would have arranged the hotel, a, a working space for you, and and they, they kind of have a community, right? It's like you have community people who would travel with you in the beginning, but it just after I did it for a while, it's like, all right, I think I, I think I'm good. Like I can do it on my own. Got my feet wet.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious now. Like you've settled in Taiwan, right? Yeah, yeah. What made you want to settle after doing this nomad lifestyle for a while?
1: Yeah. So I did this nomad lifestyle for about two, two and a half years, two, two, to two and a half years. And during the whole thing, like for for me, the whole I wasn't gonna do this forever. Like, even though this is like very unconventional, I want very traditional things. I want a family. I want to have kids. Eventually I want to own my property. It's just, I feel like the, my way of getting there can look a lot different, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and having a chapter of my life where I'm traveling, I'm free, I'm figuring things out. That was important to me. And I felt like the two years I kind of did that and it was time for me to close this chapter and now I'm focused, now yeah. I'm based, I have a base to travel in and out from, and I'm focused on growing my YouTube channel as a business. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, that's my next chapter. Well, yeah,
0: I, w- I was just curious why. Yeah. But let's go back yeah. to that two years. Essentially, you were kind of traveling, creating, but mm-hmm. also finding yourself. So what would your typical week look like during those years? Oh, man. <laughs> I know, I'm like,
1: thinking. Or, that. like, what was
0: your process yeah. in terms of, like, how you do you plan out your travels, plan out your videos? Like how, how, what does that look like for people who are curious? Like, Oh, I maybe want to work like that too. Absolutely. So the first,
1: if anybody ever wants, like if anyone listening, wants to become a digital nomad, which is basically a location independent professional. Um, then what mo- first thing you gotta do is find out how to make money. Right. And for me, mm-hmm. starting out that first year was really hard because I, I was never a freelancer. You know, I worked, like a corporate job. I get a paycheck every two weeks. I was good. Yeah. But when you're a freelancer, it's hard because you don't have that stability and you have to be hustling and finding clients. Some months you get good projects. Some months you get nothing. And, and it's like kind of crazy. And you, and you, you pair that with traveling with like the, <laughs> the craziness of traveling, right? Go in and out, switching diets, time zones, and just the mm-hmm. overall stress of like figure out where to go and what to do. And, all of that combined, it, it's quite a uh, it's quite a stressful, crazy lifestyle. So I want to make that clear first, because I don't want it to to glamorize it, make it seem like this is the best. Because I don't think it's it's like the best or the right way. Yeah. It's just a different way. But eventually, while I was traveling, I started to meet a lot of like minded people, and I realized like a lot of people are doing this now. Like so many people are traveling abroad with their own businesses or their mm-hmm. freelancers, and they're taking their work they're taking their own, they're taking their office around the world, right? Yeah. And a lot of these people needed photography or video help or they needed social media help. So as I was traveling, I was finding clients and that was
0: kind of the, the process. So you're saying you were mm-hmm. finding clients in the location that you traveled to?
1: Yeah, but they were all uh, American, like mostly they're actually all of them were from the United States. Cause when you okay. find local clients, that gets a little bit blurry in terms of is that legal with tax and stuff. So all my clients right. are f- are from the states.
0: And how did you find them?
1: Yeah, just literally just traveling and meeting people. It's um, when oh. you're yeah, especially in certain countries, there's a huge like, entrepreneur community. Um, and you can go to the co spaces. Sometimes you meet them at hostels, too. But coworking space is really yeah. a hub for that. And there's a lot of meetups around the world. Um, nomadlist.com is a great website for you to connect with other nomads. So there's mm. actually, like, a huge platform or resources out there for you to connect with other people.
0: Yeah. If you have any like big ones, feel free to send me more links. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Got you. Got you. (laughs) Just want to clarify. So could you explain like what kind
1: of work you would do in your typical week? It would be like traveling. Uh, I'll probably I usually hop into a country and stay there for about a month or two to three weeks before moving on to somewhere else. So it wasn't like a different city every day or every week. Once I hop in finding co-working spaces, cafes i did a lot of a lot a lot of caffeine um, if i had client projects then maybe like in that week i would have two to three client photo shoots so I would do some photo shoots or i would edit videos for people um, so they'll send me the clips and i'll chop it up into a little promotional video for them so even though i'm in a different country a lot of my week was you know working and, and doing all of this creative work and in between, I'll maybe have one day of the week where I can actually go out and have an adventure. So that's when I'll be filming my travel vlog. Most of our days are spent somewhere hunched over over our laptop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny because you don't, yeah, you don't think about that image. Right. But my question is, does this mean you're working with different clients every month because you kept switching locations or did you stick with the same clients and just work with them digitally? Yeah. So
1: i have eventually i it was just like a couple of clients that i worked with so the usually for freelancers the goal is to kind of have you know two or three or four main clients that kind of stick with you grad throughout the year so kind of like contract it um and that way it's better because you can focus on more like less clients but give them more quality work yeah and you shouldn't be afraid to over time to kind of ask for more money and be like hey you know Like we've been together for a while. Like my skills have increased. Here's what I did for you. Can we discuss a raise or like my prices are going to go up? It's okay to ask for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a great tip for freelancers out there. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the hardest part of your job?
1: I guess both, honestly, like, I don't know. I I think it just comes down to being mentally stable and being able to do it all. Because being a freelancer, even if you're not traveling, it's or it gets a little bit crazy, right? You have juggling clients. You're trying to figure out how to budget your money. <laughs> it's just wild. And sometimes you get clients that are hard to deal with. Um, and with YouTube, it's like you have to consistently be pumping out content and some videos hit and some don't. And it's—it's it's, all of it is it's a roller coaster. So I think the hardest part is just being sane, you know, maintaining like a good mental health, like healthy mental health.
0: Yeah. yeah. I agree with that too. I would say one of the hardest part of my job is the uncertainty of it. Like you just don't know. It could be a good month or it could be a bad month. So many things are just out of your control. So you have to learn to be okay with that. Absolutely.
1: And I think that's why what you're doing is so helpful because so many of us are out there like, ah, I need to take care of myself. (laughs) I'm so stressed. And then when we watch a video, it's like, okay, I feel better now. This is how I'm going to take care of myself. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. So now, I I know that you're going through like a Mm rebrand. Why did you decide to do that? Yeah, because my life changed, right? Now I'm settled and now I have,
1: now I understand YouTube to a point where I can be more strategic about it because before I was just posting vlogs Mm. of where I was going. I was just like posting my life and that's totally cool too. But now that I'm settled down and that chapter has closed, so the things I create have to reflect that as well. Um, so now I'm like, so now how I'm doing it is I'm traveling soon to Vietnam and Tokyo, but whereas before, you know, I kind of was just going there to like work and live. Now I'm just going there to film. Ooh. So the moment where we're landing there, we're filming like, a video to two videos a day and just like film, film, film. And then we're heading out and I'm coming back to Taiwan to edit.
0: So it's a work trip, basically. It's a work trip (laughs) now. But I'm sure it's so much fun to do that. Yeah,
1: it is. It doesn't feel like work, right? And then that's the joy of it.
0: And so that means you must have to like plan your content ideas beforehand. Like you know where you're going, you have a schedule, right?
1: Yes, I do. So all of my videos moving forward are like pre-planned. So I do a lot of keyword digging. Mm-hmm. To make sure these are videos that people would watch or people are searching for and then i schedule it out have the hours and then scheduling some time to edit during the trip as well so mm-hmm. all, of, yeah it's like very structured now <laughs>
0: which before it was kind of like la 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 i'm just gonna post yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> I am inspired because I'm trying to be mm. more structured with my channel. It's just hard to like plan in advance. I kind of yeah. like to do things spontaneously, but I realize you do have to like plan things out what kind of shots right. you want to do? Well, I kind of like everything.
1: I like your content because it def you definitely create like based off the things you're going through and that's very authentic and raw mm-hmm. you know so so I love that. I don't even think you need to plan out things in advance. I think you just like. You know, everything you create is like very true, which is amazing.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, tell me more about like your planning process for people Mm -hmm. out there who want to be better at YouTube. So, what are your tips on how you pick your topics and how you plan out that content? I guess so. For travel, in terms
1: of travel, what I do is the first thing I do is I literally like type in the country in Google search or in the YouTube search bar and I see what type of content you know, first, what type of content is popular and then what type of content is missing. And then, then I dig into the keywords and I see like what are highly searched keywords that are not as competitive, uh, which mean then, then I'm gonna create content around that because that means my videos is gonna be one of the top, right, and I don't have a lot of competitors. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure how, I, this can definitely translate into other fields, but I'm just, like, thinking about travel right now. Um, and then, like, then no, I... It can translate into any other topic. Yeah, though. yeah, just, absolutely.
0: Just doing the research on the keywords and stuff. Yeah, it's
1: huge. It's huge, which is... It's so important because YouTube is a search engine. So they, they want, like, they, if you... Think about it the way the search engine does which is kind of like robotic then it, it's gonna work well <laughs> it
0: will work out do you find that sometimes those videos that you know you should make are not the videos that you want to do though like is there kind of that creative conflict so i actually ran into that during my t- two
1: years of traveling and that's p- one of the reasons why i'm not traveling that much anymore i just found like I, I started not being aligned with what i was creating i would hop into a country and do a vlog and I'll be like, this doesn't feel good to me. And when I was editing it, I wouldn't want to upload it. I was just like uploading it because I had to. But now like, now that I'm settled and I, so I do these keyword research and I'm like, okay, this video is popular, but how can I make it my way? Yeah. Like, how can I do it the TJ way so that I will love working on it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. that kind. So I think that's important. It's just like, you know, this is going to work. This is effective. This is popular, but you have to make it in a way that's true to you. So that, that is the creative genius part. It's like everyone can do keyword research and find out what's popular, but not everybody can make it authentic and still true to themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: So that it's like popular and different at the same time.
0: Yeah, and it, yeah, I love that you highlight. It has to be something that you enjoy making. Yes, for sure. I mean, have you found for those videos where you said you didn't feel like you wanted to upload them? Did those videos do well? No, not no. really. <laughs> oh, okay. It's good to hear that. No, not really. <laughs> yeah,
1: they didn't really do... I, yeah, they didn't really do well. Like I did this one, it was like travel hacks because I was like, ooh, people love travel hacks. It didn't do well. <laughs> so I was uh, just, like, do yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, you guys, I guess you just gotta do it. I don't know, but also- You just gotta try yeah, things I'm out. Just, it's <laughs> a hit or miss, honestly. YouTube is a crazy place, isn't it?
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite video that you've ever made and why? My favorite video that I ever made. Or one that you're super proud of.
1: So I had this video, so I went to Lima, Peru, and I made this video where I was playing with cats in the park (laughs) because I love cats, right? So it's a cat park. So in the video, I was like, yo, I'm going to do five steps. Step one, I'm going to walk in this park like I'm their cat daddy or whatever, and then I'm going to throw the cat food like money. And this this video was just (laughs) purely for fun. Like it's purely because I love cats and I just made it funny and it ended up, this video ended up being picked up by Peru news channels. and my f-
0: Oh my God. I ended
1: up being on like different TVs across Peru. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. I there, that. The, the, I think the titles were like Asian tourist experience cat park. <laughs> Who's this weird cat lady? Yeah, it's funny. And, and I and I guess it just goes back to, if, you know, if you create content that feels good to you and that you put your low spark creative genius, like it can get picked up, right? I think people would really love it. Yeah because it
0: does have something special about it Mm -hmm. if you genuinely love it absolutely yeah (laughs) all right so what other pieces of advice would you give for people who want to become travel vloggers like yourself
1: i definitely go into it knowing that it's super fun but it's a lot of work of all the different types of youtubers you can be travel vloggers probably one of the most expensive ones
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, and like, exhausting because you're, like, yeah, moving everywhere. Yeah,
1: you have to front, front a lot of money. Um, so you just you just got to love doing it. You got to love sharing your experience and, and providing information. And like you just got to love it. What do you spend the most time doing? Editing. Is that the same for yeah. you, too? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: editing takes forever.
1: Hours and hours yeah. of editing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely the editing. And um, for travel vloggers specifically, like – thing I want to say is you know when you move from country to country some people only want to watch content from certain countries so that's something to keep in mind it's like every time you change country you change audience right because people a lot of people tuning in if they're not travelers they're people from that country so in terms of like our views and our engagement for travel vloggers it's kind of it's kind of up and down it's like a roller coaster yeah that's just something to keep in mind if anyone out here wants to become one
0: yeah. This is another random question, but do you have tips for people who want to travel on the cheap? Like, what are your <laughs> favorite websites yeah. or platforms? Do you have a video yeah. on this? Travel on the cheap, like travel on the budget. I think
1: I've, ri- I've written this whole blog post
0: about like budge- budgeting. Okay, maybe we can direct people to that. Yeah, yeah, but just definitely. Quick tips because definitely. you seem like because you travel so much, you know the best ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you go to certain countries, especially like European countries, maybe like Norway, Switzerland, even London. You're in Iceland, you know. You the first thing you wanna to go to is those budget grocery store and just buy food there and eat food from there. It's gonna save you a lot of money. Yeah, it's gonna save you so much money. Um, next tip is to do hostels and I and I think I don't know if maybe a lot of um, listeners here are first time travelers or they've always traveled with someone else, but hostel is a is super cheap. It's a great way to meet people and so far after traveling for two years and like staying in hostels, it's been pretty safe. I've never I think yeah. I like ran into one awkward situation where a couple was maybe doing stuff next in the bed next to uh, me. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, yeah. I'm here, you know. But uh, maybe that's one time. Um, and the hostels also have female only dorms, mm-hmm. so if you're concerned about even more concerned, um, they have that. So it's like four beds and it's just all girls. Yeah, and then lastly, what is it? Oh, and this I guess this is not really a tip to travel on a budget, but if you're gonna travel and if you're really gonna enjoy yourself, like Budget some money for more luxury experiences. You know, like this whole for six days you can stay in a hostel room, cool, but one day give yourself like a luxury cruise experience, you know, yeah. six hours of drinking wine and catching views. and <laughs> just like be sure through this experience that you try to enjoy it and, and treat yourself a little bit because this isn't, you know, this is like a chapter in every one of our lives since just take full advantage of it.
0: Yeah, don't don't try to cheap out on everything cuz sometimes like you do have to pay money for like an amazing experience, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, don't forget. I know. And it's good for for yourself too cuz you might go crazy if you you're just like hop, yeah.
0: And also, since you're traveling, do you always have someone taking photos for you, videos for you? Mm-mm. okay so yeah one of the main questions i get is yeah it's like how do you on how do you take <laughs> your phone
1: okay so um a couple of tips uh first thing is tripod uh having a tripod and then you can use your phone as to connect to your camera so like a wireless remote mm-hmm. um and sometimes when i don't have a tripod i try to build a tripod out of stuff like one time i had a chair yeah. And then I had like a sculpture and on top of sculpture, I put like a Kleenex box and I stuffed my phone in the Kleenex box to take the photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you got to do so, what you got to do. Yeah. And then the second thing is um, you can ask strangers, but the, the one thing you don't want to do when you ask strangers to take your photo is just to give them the camera and expect them to take the right photo. Like you have to frame it and be like, hey, I'm going to stand right here. Can you click it five times? <laughs>
0: Oh, five times yeah, I like that
1: you know good tip yeah yeah you just got it um and then lastly and even with your friends okay like if your friends aren't photographer the creative type like you still got to position yourself you still have to frame yourself and just give the camera to them
0: yeah that's what I do with my boyfriend he doesn't know what to do so I'm like yeah. okay don't move I position I'm like okay don't move <laughs> Keep it there. exactly exactly yeah, <laughs> that's good
1: that's good yeah <laughs>
0: And then when you say tripod, are you carrying around like a big tripod with you while you travel?
1: So the one that I have is the Mi Photo backpacker tripod. It's super, it's it's quite compact. I think it's one of the smaller tripods. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but if you are just, honestly, nowadays iPhones are so great. So if you just have an iPhone, you can get, a um, plasticky tripod that folds up to like your arm's length and it's super light mm. and carry that with you everywhere
0: okay great thanks yeah. for those tips no problem. and lastly where can our listeners find you online they can find me on youtube.com slash cup of tj <laughs> and your website
1: Yeah. oh yeah I'm like what else yeah and my website is cup of my instagram is at cup of tj uh, and if you specifically want to become a travel vlogger if that is like of your interest I have go to the website viewing2vlogging.com. I have a free mini course for you and I have a whole extensive course for anyone who wants to take it further.
0: Thank you so much, TJ. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye.